Welcome to the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast, hosted by myself, Sebastian Bates, and Timothy Fair-Matthews. A podcast made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. We're launching our podcast with a series of raw but real interviews with some of the world's leading business mentors, industry experts, and entrepreneurs with incredible stories. Our goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain. So if it's your first time joining us, make sure you go back to episode one and don't miss a thing as you listen to incredible insights from our speakers. This is the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast. You are hearing it here first in the FTNX Academy. And tonight we have our fifth Resilience Series video. It's with Nick Watson, and his topic tonight will be called Inclusive Impactivity. In this talk, Nick will chat through the brand ethos of Team Angel Wolf, that is Inclusive Impactivity. This refers to the notion of encompassing and including all people comprehensively, as well as creating a positive equal with an enhanced quality of being active, visible, and impacting the community. Nick Watson has lived here in Dubai, in the UAE, since 1998. It's a long time, mate. <laughs> After serving as a Royal Marine, prior to that, he has been in the health and fitness world for over, two, over 22 years and considers himself a constant inspiring entrepreneur with a vision, heart, driven ambition, and perfectionism to organization and detail. He is the founder of Team Major Wolf, which is a non-profit foundation that promotes an inclusive, active life with people of determination. They work primarily with families and individuals of all abilities in an all-welcoming, motivational, and connected space. Their action surrounds the principle that everyone is welcome and everyone is equal, which is a really inspiring, mate. And Nick, so lovely to have you on, on, our, on our podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Oh, great pleasure, and thank you very much. Yes, good, thank you. Very good, thank you. Great, great. How are you adjusting to uh, this weird, you know, pandemic slash getting back to normal lifestyle? Are you okay? Yeah, look, I think so. It's been, um, you know, I think it's been challenging for everyone, families, you know, work. Um, but, I, you know, I think we're quite fortunate in a way. We're kind of a very close-knit little family anyway. My daughter's homeschooled anyway, so it didn't make any difference when uh, lockdown happened anyway. So, yeah, I think we're, we're good. We're happy. Um, we've kind of gotten used to it and um, obviously trying to reinvent ourselves as a non-profit Amazing. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, you've been here since 98. You must have some stories. I mean, what did you originally come over for? Um, well, we didn't really, I, I wasn't quite sure. We, um, my, my background, was, like you said, I used to be in the Royal Marines and um, the kind of natural progression when you leave was to get into health and fitness. Um, so I went down the personal training route and sports therapy route. And on the course, I met my lovely wife. And um, we came off the course and Delphine had travelled around Asia and Australasia uh, for a good year prior to doing the course. And um, obviously in the Marines, you don't really spend much time in the UK whatsoever. And traditionally, we would spend at least nine months um, out of the country. So we finished the course and we just didn't want to stay in the UK, to be honest with you. Um, mm. For no real reason other than probably the weather. Um, but I just think we just wanted to get away. And um, we thought, look, why don't we, why don't we start applying to the fitness industry outside the UK? So we went, um, we went back home. Uh, we started to write out loads of CVs, sent them globally, you know, to all big health clubs, bars, and everything that was going to 
you know, was was out there at the time. And then I was in a wedding, uh, not myself, but a friend's wedding during one of the summers. And um, always remember speaking to the groom, and the groom, you know, he was asking what we're up to, where you're going. I said, well, I'm not quite sure. We just finished this personal training course, and we fancy, you know, moving abroad. And he said, well, look, my brother's in Dubai. And I was going to put an answer. I said, where's Dubai? You know, 20 years ago, we had no idea. Another big map, you know, no Google Maps in those days. And then oh, near the equator, it's going to be up. So I'd left the Marines with about, 800 pounds, so obviously had a fairly good time, and uh, we got a one-way ticket to Dubai, and uh, we had no job, no nothing. Uh, we arrived, we stayed in in Deer in some little hotel, and we just trying to venture around. We tried to go into the hotels and the health clubs, and there weren't many hotels then at the time. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. Um, we kind of ended up, for those that know Dubai, we ended up at a, a club called the Wafi. So they, they were building this climbing wall, the Cleopatra's Spa, and um, it was not even open. It was literally being built. And, um, you know, we managed to get behind the scenes, get through the kind of uh, the guys that were, you know, building the place, got into some of the offices, and we kind of presented ourselves to kind of the foreman and uh, said, look, we're the uh, personal trainers, can we get involved? And he was like, well, it's not ready for like a year, but, you know, speak to the management. Go to the management, they loved us and said, look, uh, come back. Um, but nine months later, which was probably extended to about a year. Um, so we went back to the UK, worked our jobs, and then, uh, and then we came out here in 1998. So, yeah, and that was our first job. We were there for about, uh, about nine months. Um, and then decided that we wanted to kind of do our own thing. And since then, we've always worked for ourselves. Amazing. Wow. So you said you work for yourself. So 22 years, you said, I think you told me before the chat, you've had two companies already, not including Team Angel, Angel Wolf. Is that right? Uh, there's a few more as well. <laughs> oh, no. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, have, I have enough stress with just one business. I'll be honest. I'm sure everyone else can agree. Lots of Did you ideas. have two at the same time, or was it just one after the other? What was the was idea after the, the main two, really. So, um, well, we set up something very small initially. There was just myself and my wife because we wanted to do everything properly in Dubai. We set up a little company called Total Fitness of where we personal train. So we went to uh, clients' homes. Lots of our clients were local Emiratis. Absolutely fantastic. And the great thing here, when you train one brother, you get the uncle, brothers, the dad, and all of yeah. a sudden you're fully booked and we were very fortunate and it's probably the reason why we're still here today and some of the families that we trained were still dear friends and it allowed us to very much be engrossed with the culture and the people um and all of a sudden you know we've been invited to weddings we've been invited to any kind of activities um lunches um uh, obviously iftars obviously during ramadan and we just thought, wow, this is this is pretty unique. And um, we kind of lived a great life from that. And then our goal was then to always open up a personal training center. So in 2003, um, we opened up our first facility, something called U Concept in the Village Mall in Jamira. And that was our first gym. And um, yeah, that was, that was quite of a ride. We then had a partner who wanted to invest and kind of expand the, the entity. So we closed in Jamira and we opened up in DIFC. Uh, so we opened up a huge facility there. And then, unfortunately, it all went a little bit pear-shaped. So um, yeah, it didn't go too well. And, uh, yeah, we kind of got 
we had sweat equity in the business and and yeah we were kind of forced out 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 of the company and we lost everything and then started again oh no when when did that happen was that around the last recession or the last crash yeah it was kind of similar time so it was like 2008 9 um all around that kind of period of time so it was kind of i wouldn't say the crash i have to admit difc at those times was booming um mm. you know, um, it was it was it was tough, obviously opening up a personal training center, but um, you know it was great to be a part of DIFC, fantastic facility, and um, yeah, it was just uh, it was a, a big learning curve for us, um, but um, yeah, we had to move on swiftly from that. Wow, it's quite a story, mate. Quite a story. So, I mean, let's let's leapfrog a little bit onto you know um, what your takeaway was from the last crash, because I mean, obviously we're kind of in one now. Um, and I'd love to know, before we go into Team Angel Wolf, what you kind of, what were your takeaways and what did you like learn from your last two businesses that helped you set up Team Angel Wolf? What, what have you taken away in terms of your entrepreneurship? Because that's a long time to be in business and I'm sure you've got some amazing tips and advice to share. Yeah, look, I think for anyone out there, you know, life is going to throw absolutely everything at you when you, especially when you own your own business because you put your heart and soul into it. And um, I think one of our... I think looking back, uh, the problem with owning your own identity, which was our own concept, our own idea, our own brand, uh, you became very much personally attached to that. And I think our biggest struggle as a as a family unit, my wife as well was a trainer, so she was heavily involved with the uh, the business. We never really got away from work. You know, it was twenty four seven. Uh, every conversation that we ever had and we were so kind of attached to this brand and this identity and i think looking back you know it would i, I think there needs to be a kind of exit always in the back of my in case anything goes wrong and not so attached to the brand and the identity and um, because you know i think life does happen whatever that might happen yeah and uh, i think we always need to have a um, you know a, a concept that something may happen one day and forget it and obviously go off on whatever route and end up starting again and um, you know because again it hit us emotionally you know uh, again when you lose something that you've put all your financial efforts into you've worked tirelessly to build a business um, and then for whatever reason it didn't work out and then you end up you the end up with the person that ends up on your knees going oh my god what do we do now you know we've absolutely lost everything lost everything financially everything that we work for for a period of time but I think the resilience for us, when you mentioned the word, was just how to get up, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. um, I, I, I think in these times where COVID has come along, one of my big things, and I'll, I'll go into Rio a little bit later, is just, you know, every time this has happened to us, the priority for me is just looking around and seeing what's the most important thing in life. And it's been my family, you know, the yeah. business. It's been an entity. It's been something that's made us earn some money. It's put a roof over our head, put some food on the table. But was it the priority? You know, what was the goals that we were striving for? And sometimes yeah. those roller coasters happen. And, um, you know, I think for us, it was just getting back up on our feet and going, okay, what's the most important thing here? And again, it's always family. When it happened for the second time, then you go, okay, <laughs> I need to create something that's with my family and that's why we 
Well, that's amazing. I mean, I, I guess that's true for so many. I think we create businesses to have this idea that we want to be more free and we end up ironically becoming shackled to the thing that yeah. we've created. Um, you know, I, I think all of us have been, had those nights um, where we're up late working, we're thinking, God, is it really worth it? But I mean, that's why it's so important. You love what you do, right? And, um, you know, I, I, I know you love what you do now. So um, we're going to show a short film in a minute, guys. But I mean, just to give us a little bit of context before we play that short film, um, Nick, tell us a little bit how you got to Team Angel Wolf, um, if you don't mind, mate. Yeah, look, well, um, I have a little boy, um, Rio, who's now 17. And actually, the, the year that we opened up our personal training center, Rio was born. Um, so, you know, life was fine until about six months. Um, and at six months old, we were bathing Rio. Happy moment for all the dads out there. Um, I was actually bathing Rio. Mum was next door in the bedroom. And uh, little Rio was just laid on my chest. And all of a sudden, his head rolled to one side. His eyes rolled into the back of his head. His lips went blue. His fingernails went blue. And he stopped breathing. Of course, we, we panicked. We had no idea what to do. We jumped out of the bath. Uh, we were trying to get Rio into a recovery position, but he just wasn't breathing. Um, oh my God. At that stage, we kind of like, oh my God, what do we do? So we jumped in the car, we rushed down to the hospital. And after about seven minutes, Rio came out of his first episode, and we had no idea what just happened. Uh, we get to the hospital, the, the doctor said, look, he looks, he looks okay. And we were like, all right. <laughs> uh, but this has just happened. And uh, they send us home. So we go home and we're like, what's just happened? And then so the next he was absolutely fine after the, the hospital. He was absolutely fine then just after the first episode, was he? He was drowsy and tired, but we you know, we everyone was in shock. You know, mum and dad were in complete shock. We had no idea what had just happened. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're back home, we get into the next day, the Saturday, and you know, it's a bizarre have I just gone. That's okay. Just keep talking, mate. There you go. I'm back on. Right. There you go. All right. Sorry, it's my camera. Um, so we, um, you know, we go home. We kind of get through the next day. And then all of a sudden, we bath Rio again. And the same thing happens. And again, we're back in the car. Rio's not breathing. And, uh, uh, and we're just absolutely panicking again. And again, it seems, takes, you know, we're kind of the second time we're timing things. We're going, what's happening? You know, how long did that last for? Um, and again, we get to the hospital and Rio's come out of his second seizure. Um, and for those who understand or kind of think of what a seizure is, most people kind of convulse. Rio's completely opposite. He goes completely floppy, goes completely drowsy um, and literally goes into an unconscious state, almost stops breathing. And every time they happen, you know, we think we're going to lose our little boy. And then from there... Two days later, another seizure. Three days later, another one, and then they stop. And it was a roller coaster, a roller coaster of, you know, what's happening to this little boy? He's, he's six months old. Uh, these are knocking him out. Every time they happen, we're thinking, we're trying to think, are we going to be saying goodbye to our boy? And um, and that was the start of kind of 2003. Um, and those years kind of rolled on. So then you're starting to think, okay, we start to specialists. Those specialists end up kind of saying, look, you need to go back to the UK, uh, you need to go back to Europe. So we end up back in the UK. Um, and then after four and a half years, we end up in Harley Street, great, great guy, 
his specialties chromosomes and right. um, they do loads of testing me obviously um, my wife Rio and um, finally after about six months of testing they come back to us and say look we've found the diagnosis and we're like okay. and and I did just make you aware along that period of two and a half years Rio has been diagnosed of different conditions and it's you know that's a roller coaster as well because all of a sudden mm. uh, you know you're kind of connecting to something and you're kind of doing all the research but i'll be honest with you mums always know best mum's like no nah, that's not it we keep looking so we kept looking and then finally we find out that we have a chromosome missing so we're all made up of 22 or 20 plus pairs of chromosomes and chromosome one has a little bit that's deleted so it's called one q four four deletion and that leads to the seizures that leads to you know difficulties for him so he's non-verbal and uh, most skills motor skills are a challenge for him so even holding a spoon even today feeding himself walking balance and stability if he walks up steps i need to hold him um still in nappies um so you know life is is very challenging and then yeah so for gee 2014 um a bit life-changing for me as well so this kind of was why we ended up creating team angel i had a bit of a health scare wasn't feeling very well and um my wife's like going to the doctor i was like i don't like doctors so anyway she forced me finally went to see him doctor to walk through the door i was like you look very pale i was like well thank you very much that's probably why i'm here to see you um and then she did some tests and we found that i was internally bleeding and um after a few more tests internally they found i had a big lump in my colon uh, it was about six centimeters long and if it was still there I'd probably i probably wouldn't be here today um so it was a bit life-changing so i woke up in the hospital and um i remember saying to my wife first thing i said to her i said delphine i want to do an iron man and she's you know most most conversations would be about something else and so she was like all right okay um how are you can do that but this was more for me um you know and because the last race big race i did was in kona in hawaii at the world championships in 2002 loved it you know it's the pinnacle of everyone in any as any athlete in the world of triathlon and um so you know I, I kind of woke up and thought okay to get to kona you have to do a qualifying race um within a certain time or be in the top x amount of your age so we chose barcelona which was like six months away and uh, started to train and then like everyone on this uh poly forum tonight is a small business owner um you know working endless hours as we were we just opened up our, you know we'd opened the company for a few years um and um life just kind of got in the way and then one day my wife turned around and said you ever thought about racing with rio so we went wow how am i going to do that i need a i need a kayak i need a chair i need a yeah. and then we we kind of went out to the community locally and said look um mm. who would to support and um, we had in those days absolutely fantastic um a, a dear friend sam Whitton from adventure hq they just opened up and they were like nick tell me what you want we'll get everything so they sponsored all the kit wow. uh, and then we were like because i was preparing for an iron man there was no point 
it's typically me. There's no point in doing a little race. I was like, let's do the longest race we can find here in Dubai. And it was in November, 10th November 2014. And it was um, a half Ironman. So 1.9 swim, 90k bike, 21k run. So I did it putting Rhea on the kayak, cycling 21, uh, 90k. And then we ran the 21 at the end. And across the finish line, he was 12. Boy, loved it. Biggest smile ever. And I was like, yeah, we need to wow. find a way to yeah, and I'd love to know a little bit more like about what your plan is with Team Angel Wolf and how, you know, not only myself, but how the academy and the people inside watching you right now can support. So, I mean, tell us a bit about, first of all, what, what the plans are um, and, and for you guys and, and how the team works. It'd be really nice to hear. Yeah, so we, we've, you know, I have to be honest with you, um, we've done so many races. We're actually, that, those numbers have changed just because what we've done in the last few months. Um, so we're up to 300 races now and 8,000 kilometers. So to put that in perspective, which is which is pretty awesome. T, um, you know, um, sorry, Rio has basically swam, biked, and run and climbed obstacles, the equivalent distance from Dubai to Tokyo. Um, so you know, it's not just him; it's also my daughter. So my daughter's um, she's 13, and uh, she races with Rio as well. So she does exactly the same. She's got a world record um two years wow. ago um she wanted to do it before she was 11. um so she swam biked and run what we call super sprint so 750 swim pulling rear on the kayak exactly like wow that's amazing wow 20k cycling and a 5k run um so you know she's also inspiring people so our goal has always been to take this message further and um, we do lots of school talks which i absolutely adore um, just to tell you about school talks, we set up, my daughter typically, I'm too old for this, but uh, she said, set up a TikTok account. And I was like, what? So we set up a TikTok account and we've been doing loads of videos of the stuff. And I explained in a minute that we've been doing over the last few um, few months. And we're getting so many kids going, oh, you came to my school. But like three years ago, and they still remember it. They still remember the story. They still remember Rio. And I'm just kind of go. That has a huge impact on a child at an early age. And when you're talking about inclusion, disability, and health and fitness and wellness at an early stage, and if you can install good habits at that age, it's fantastic. For me, that is what gets me up every day. You know, not only obviously wow. just resting with Rio of what an impact we're having with the community. So to the future's kind of, I would say, I wouldn't say it's changed, but it, we've definitely had to look at it differently, like everyone is at the moment. So since lockdown, obviously, um, having a boy with disabilities who's now locked indoors, who's nonverbal, we're not quite sure how much he understands. Um, you know, for him, that is definitely challenging. So we were thinking, wow, what could we do? Um, so back in May, we kind of built up to this. I decided to climb up and down my stairs, uh, the equivalent of the height of Burj Khalifa with Rhea on my back. <laughs> Um, that's so cool that's such a cool concept <laughs> 28 meters um of which we went up and down the stairs 118 times like, is it are they wooden stairs are they carpet if they're carpet i'm sure they've worn through now no <laughs> <laughs> no unfortunately it's like kind of nice paving it's nice and shiny. okay good that's amazing wow so how, so how many times again 800 times it, it, no 118 times up and down it's 828 meters the burj khalifa right. took it five and a half hours um, which was quite quite grueling um but you know we all of a sudden what we did with it we asked the community to join us 
So we said, look, pick a landmark anywhere in the world, whatever height it is, doesn't matter, whatever, but join us. And we had such an amazing feedback. We were, wow, okay. You know, we've been racing here, but we only have a reach of the UAE. So when we did this, we always find, wow, okay, like everything now is online, we actually have a global community of people that can join us. So we created, which we're two months in now, um, we created something, Climb with Rio Now World Tour. Um, every month we climb a landmark of our choice um, in Europe. So last month we did the Eiffel Tower. Um, we did Big Ben just quickly for, for training, just to make sure all my British friends were happy. Um, and then this month we're in Africa, and so I'm going to climb um, the pyramids at the end of the month. So the idea is very simple. What we do is we go to a continent every month. We're going to do it for the next six months. Uh, we've tied in Australasia and Antarctica for six months, so it's starting um, in July. Um, and the idea is, this is pretty cool, it's like brilliant concept, I was quite happy when I came up with it. Um, the idea is anyone can join us. So like now we're in Africa, we're saying to everyone around the world, find a landmark in Africa. It really doesn't matter. As long as you're moving, you're being active, it's great for kids. So they have to do a little bit of geography, find a landmark, figure out how many hours it is, then find some steps, figure out how they're going to climb up and down them and then climb it. So what we do on the last weekend of each month, which is next weekend, Saturday night, six o'clock, we go live, and I will climb with Rio on my back, uh, the pyramids. And then we ask anyone, you know, join us, but do it whenever, take some videos, share it with us. So we did Europe last month, obviously we're in Africa, and then we obviously go around the world and we finish off in Asia in December, and then we're gonna repeat and we'll just keep going. Um, so that, that was just one initiative. And then back in June, I was thinking, Rio's just, <laughs> he's pulling his air out, you know, I've been indoors, so I thought, look, let's set up a challenge, let's try and get the community involved, but kind of online. So we decided to cycle 50k every day for 30 days, and so every morning, got Rio up, half past five, we're out on the bike, trying to beat the heat, 50k, he was just happy. Just every morning, he's just smiling and happy, and we had you know, we were a little bit confined at the beginning because the amount of people. Um, but over time, obviously, more people joined um, as a few and everything started to come back a bit. Um, and then last month, we thought, okay, this was called uh, Ride with Rio. But last month, we did Walk with Rio. So Rio walked one kilometer every day. And we kind of figured if Rio can move 1K, anyone can. You know, so again, there's a live stuff. So I thought, wow, okay, this is really cool. Got loads of traction. This month, my daughter's uh, running three kilometers every day, uh, pushing Rio. Um, so that's called Run with Tia and Rio. And then next month, we're going to do something else. Um, so all of a sudden, we started to feel, wow, we're starting to get a little bit of traction in what we're doing. And we're starting to do a little bit more lives on, obviously, on social media. And then you kind of go, wow, absolutely, you can connect with audience. And all of a sudden, we're getting people joining from Africa, from Singapore, mm. Australia, from mm. the US. And you kind of go, wow, this is, quite, this is really quite powerful because people are doing things for a reason. You know, people are doing health and fitness or or being a part of Team Age Wolf because it's all about our mission, which is about including everyone and making sure Rio is this little boy with disabilities included in community so all of a sudden you kind of go wow this is really quite powerful so like anything it will 
take its time to get there, but uh, we believe there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on how that can go. And then, you know, big goals for us at the moment, which is the video that you saw there, is um, to go back to why. So I mentioned earlier, we I did Kona, uh, the World Championships in 2002, and my wife was pregnant with Rio. And um, as I crossed the finish line, I always remember turning around to Delphine and saying, one day, I want to come back with my son and daughter and race together. And never knowing how the story would unfold. Um, Rio, as an athlete, we only got picked up last year. We've done 17 half Ironmans up to that date. Uh, but we kind of slipped through the system. I think when we registered, because only I register me, but never Rio. So within Ironman branded races, you're the Rio is considered an athlete in what we call a special team. Uh, we were supposed to do a race in Japan and mm. um, to register or ask them to sponsor us. And they went, well, Rio can't race. He's not 18. We're like, what? Um, so we spent the last 18 months kind of going, okay, we can't race until Rio's 18. And he's 18 next year, uh, which is Kona. And that's hence the goal for next year. So we want to be in Hawaii. Um, mm. and that's a massive goal for us because it's kind of where the story almost started. Mm. Hence the production with Nomad is for these guys to follow us for hopefully for the next 18 months. Again, we obviously need all that help and sponsorship. And uh, they follow our journey all the way to Kona, which would be pretty absolutely epic. So, yeah, look, it's um, it would be absolutely fantastic. But, you you know, you ask what our goals and I think our big goal is to globally expand um, here is a non-profit. It's fantastic being here. You know, I said this is home for us and probably will be for a long time. But running a non-profit organization has its restrictions. Um, we can't do any fundraising. Uh, we can't receive any donations. Um, we can only receive sponsorship. So that has to come from corporates of which we brand ourselves up to pretend I'm a Formula One car. Um, and that's how we kind of can survive if you like as an organization and in return we do this full time so that pays me a salary so that puts food on our table so um that's the key to where we are but our goal is to grow um like i said potentially to other regions where we could potentially do some fundraising which would allow us to do a lot more things get a lot more people involved um you know we do programs which we're doing before lockdown we did a couple of things one called together we can so I have five running chairs. So we get the community to come. Uh, generally, it was on a Sunday night and join us. They bring, obviously, friends bring other children with determination or disabilities. And then we ask community just to come along. And, you know, for me, it's all about engagement. All of a sudden, someone is in that position. They have to help a boy or a girl out of a wheelchair into one of ours, and we go walking and jogging together. That's inclusion. That's huge. Um, and then we do another program. I've got five floating wheelchairs. So I bring kids from schools. Uh, these are all free, by the way. We bring kids from schools uh, after normally when I've done a school talk. And um, again, we invite the community of, of families who have children with dis disabilities. And then the kids all of a sudden have to now, again, same thing. They have to help and engage, help someone out of a wheelchair, into one of the wheelchairs. We go down to the beach. These float, so it's absolutely epic. And um, then, you know, I don't really brief the kids, which is always quite interesting. So the kids come down, they kind of go, what am I supposed to do? I've never met someone with disabilities before. And we're like, figure it out. Um, 
and and they go down the beach and they're you know a bit nervous at the beginning uh, we have races up and down the beach that always a nice breaker and um you know you get the children come back later and they like go oh my god that was fantastic and they the word disability has gone they, they they've become mm. friends that barrier has just gone kids lose it so quickly and it's just magical so for us our word is inclusion and like you said inclusive wow. impact uh, how can we make a big impact for the community? So, yeah, these are all the things that we want to do. We want to grow. Um, and then the big part of our, you know, our growth has to be um, with what we call, well, what we'd love to sort, source and sort out. Um, we're just having a few challenges because of our license is membership. So people could actually join what we call the Wolfpack. Um, they could potentially would have different levels and you'd get different types of merchandise and gifts from Team Angel Wolf. Um, and then in return, it helps support obviously us as an organization. So that means individuals could go, oh, I love what you guys are doing. This is my contribution. And um, so it's kind of a way around fundraising. <laughs> That's so amazing. Like, well, I mean, you you got you guys yeah. heard it here. Like, if there's any way that you can support, if you're a business and you're looking to invest in something and you want to support an amazing entity like this, then do reach out to Nick Watson. He is in the community. And if you guys want to volunteer on anything that Nick's always suggesting, then please do so. I'm sure they'd love to have you. It sounds amazing, mate. Really, really good. Credit Thank to you. you. Wow. Thank it must you. be so rewarding just for you just to see the impact that it's having just globally. And I guess online, you're getting so much amazing feedback as well. I must... It, it probably just sheds light to it's almost like makes everything that that you've gone through almost worth it doesn't it it makes everything worth it yeah look and i'm i'm a firm believer in things are meant to be you know life takes its you know takes its path and um you know for whatever reason where we are on the roller coaster that we've been through financially we've lost heaps amount of money and you know we're still we're still broke <laughs> nothing, nothing changed i'm like that 800 pounds that I arrived with is probably as much as I've still got now. Um, but, you know, like I said, the, the priorities for us is what we're doing, how we're helping others. Um, mm -hmm. gives such, so many rewards in so many ways. Just, you know, just when you see um, a child on a floating wheelchair who's never been down to the beach, we do have kids that sometimes just because, um, just because of the accessibility or uh, the family have never managed to do that, and all of a sudden you put them in one of these chairs and they go out in the water and they're just ecstatic. You know what I mean? Just absolutely the wow. smile for me. And then obviously then that whole element of inclusion, we've got other children interacting with them a bit shy at the beginning. And then, you know, an hour later, they're like best buddies. You kind of go, eh, that's awesome. And I think the world needs a, yeah, lot, wow. more, a lot more empathy, uh, not sympathy. It needs empathy where we can understand other people and why they're going mm. through what they do. Um, um, but I think it's very important that, you know, at an early age, and again, that's, yeah, to, to answer your question, I think that's the huge rewards that we get. Um, racing with Rio, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I've got no choice. You know, most mornings he'll wake up and say, Dad, I race. Uh, if I'm not swimming, cycling or running with him, uh, he gets a bit grumpy. So he's, I, you know, I think I've also, which I said in the video, um, which comes back time and time again, is... Leo is happy and he is content when we're doing what we do. And I found that connection as a father and a son and also as a family unit. You know, this is what we do. Our weekends, we get up early on the morning, we go to race and we love it. I'd be honest with you, love it because 
so everyone's kind of happy. We know Rio's happy. I'm happy and Tia's happy because we both race. Mum's happy because she sees all our family uh, kind of gelling together. So, yeah, I think for us, that's, that's you know, uh, you know, I think that's the key. And through everything that we've done, I have to admit, I've been fortunate. My business has always been things that I love. Um, you know, like I said, I, I joined the Royal Marines for all the good reasons and absolutely loved it. Um, you know, my passion was health and fitness. So obviously getting to the health and fitness industry in my whole career, still today, I have to write a program tonight. You know, I, I'm still coaching people because I just do it out of passion um, for, for a triathlon. So, you know, I have to admit, you know, through, um, you know, for all the right reasons, I get up every morning and I love what I do. But I have to admit, you know, there's, you know, it's not always positive. There are tough times as well, like for everyone and every family, and there's all other stresses that go along. So, you know, people do ask us occasionally, you know, what what are the tough times? There's been, there's, there's just, you know, there's enough of them as well. But, you know, you just got to keep pinching yourself and getting on with it. Amazing. I'm going to, I'm going to have to pick your brain a little bit, mate. I mean, yeah. I think with regards to just, I mean, cause we're really big on the round peg square holes being everything to do with, you know, educating, entertaining and inspiring and, and like what you're saying. So inspiring. I mean, how do you, can you shed any light on anyone that's maybe having a difficult time or someone that's maybe just struggling to be motivated? I mean, you got, you guys have gone through, you know, absolute hell and back. And, and I just love to know like what you said earlier about getting up. I mean, what, 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 what has got you up over the years and, and kind of like what what makes you tick? I mean, it's just, I just, I don't know where you guys get your strength from. It's, I mean, credit to you. Look, um, maybe it's me. Um, I kind of always, I, I kind of look and get asked this question quite often and, and maybe it's me as a personality, but um, I think the, the big thing for me is hope. You know, for all tough times, I'm a big dreamer. So I've always got... I'm a typical entrepreneur. I'm thinking about a million things, a million initiatives. Um, I'm sketching stuff. I've got, you know, I, I'm always doing it. I'm a visual person as well. Um, so I always kind of got this vision of where things may be. Um, and that's what, in, you know, inspires me. And it's nothing to do with the riches or the wealth. It's just like being, you know, content with where you are. And I think that where we are at the moment, you know, we're in a happy place, but, you know, there are other around us um you know i'm looking at the moment we're sponsored by we live at sustainable city so you know they are one of our partners so we've got a roof over our heads so base done tick um but you know in tough times we're always going that there is so much possibility with what we're doing and i think when you've got such passion about what you do and you realize that there, if there will always be a demand for whatever that is you know that keeps that keeps us going you know what i mean so for me you know i have to admit if i didn't do this i would have no idea what i would do you know people i've had a couple of occasions in the last um even in the last year where we've been you know financially really struggling someone said go and get a job and i'm like i have no idea what i would do who would i work for what would i do receiving i'm too old you know so it's not all those negative things but i'm just so passionate about what i do so for me mm. it, yeah, no, it's not only just picking yourselves up, but it's always having that, you know, obviously that vision, not only for the end goal, but those little goals that are in the, in the future. So for me, when we're talking about all those activities, 
they're all little like little initiatives you know those little successes so rewarding and then obviously something goes wrong and you go, oh my god you get up and so it's like a little short-term goal let me just get to that and it made me feel really good yeah fantastic you know like you said someone just writes a nice message well that's just absolutely fantastic so and you know i think also <clears throat> the biggest part i've learned over the years is surrounding yourself by good people i'm i'm ex-military um so for me it's no it's it's black or white um I, I i you know i love people that are loyal i hate dishonesty uh, i can't understand it it drives me mad you know so the times that we've unfortunately lost our two businesses it's through dishonesty people had a different agenda uh, i just hate that i hate I, I love people that are transparent if people uh, you know i've got a dog that you know she goes for a walk and she'll come up with some dog she'll like bark at them some of the dogs she'll want to play with them other dogs she's not even bothered just to them i'm just like that's absolutely fantastic so you know i think in life it's just trying to find those right people and trying to ignore mm. the right that, that, not that, um, and for us, it's kind of surround yourself by good teammates, and you know, that's where Team Angel would need to be uh, with good people with good ethics, um, you know, have strong values. Maybe that's me, maybe it's military background, maybe it's on my football. Um, um so John again, that's right. <laughs> we were talking about technology guys before the chat, wondering if the stream would let us down, but. You know, it's, it's, it's always something. It's always something, isn't there? It's <laughs> last last talk, I had a microphone issue, so don't worry, mate. <laughs> it's all right. I need to get one of those batteries that plugs into the plug. Anyway, anyway. So yeah, look, it's for me. Um, big learning curve is people. You know, yeah, and we well, understand in any organisation is is all about people, and um, but it's surrounding yourself with the right people who have the right passion, and people that are honest with you. You know, I'm. I'll ask you started with personal training. You know, we set up probably the first personal training center here in the Middle East. And I mm. brought guys and girls from all over the world to come and, you know, be a part of that, um, part of our organization. And I had some guys that were just absolutely brilliant to the bone. You know what I mean? And the day they left me, they left me all good, you know, in the right frame of mind, telling all the right ethics. You know, Nick, I'm doing this for the right reason. But the guys that were kind of training clients behind your back etc and you just kind of go why you know there, there, there's there's no there's no our relationship's not going to go any better uh you know we've helped you come up here and and i think always people with hidden agendas and you know for me i i, I really dislike that um so again it's, it's trying to find an organization of people that are loyal and even if people want to move that they have the strength to come up and say Look, I found another position. I'm going to go and do this. Are you happy with it? Brilliant. And if mm. anyone, uh, a good, strong person, should be able to chin, take that on the chin. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your honesty. Brilliant. Wish you all the best. Um, so for me, yeah, people, people, are a big part of it. Well, you mentioned you mentioned earlier about implementing values. I think into your business, quite important. We had a nice, we've got a nice question here from Patrick Bates. Um, this is Nick. Do you ever encounter issues and struggles? In workflow, for example, while implementing your values, values and concept of inclusive impactivity into your brand, because your branding is great, great, and I, mean, I suppose it's for you. It's the objective, I guess, is very clear. But for someone, I guess, um, that needs to try and implement values in their own business, can you shed any light on that and what they, what you think they can do? 
Look, it's a good question. You know, I mean, I have to admit, when it comes to branding here in this part of the world, I think it's quite weak. Um, I think mm. a brand identity and logos um, can go a long way. So I think communicating a brand is really important. You know, I'm wearing a cap at the moment with the old brand. So that's all been, you can see up there, that, that's all, yeah. been, all been updated at the moment. So we're doing new stuff. But, you know, I'm not worried about that because, you know, I've still got people that have bought our kit in the old branding, still happy to wear it. And I'm like, fantastic, this is really cool. Because all of a sudden I've got different branding, different clothing, different kind of stock. So I think for us, um, communicating a brand is really super, super important. And things, you know, things that we're, people don't do here much here when it comes to branding. I, I'm totally honest with you. Um, <clears throat> we're wrapping, so we're sponsored by Toyota, but we're just negotiating that at the moment. Um, we're changing all the branding on it at the moment. So we're branding a vehicle. Um, so we've got a pickup truck, massive wheels, and it's awesome. We've got a trailer oh, wow. being branded up as well. Um, I'm trying to negotiate a van because we need transport. So can you imagine three vehicles on the roads of Dubai, and the branding is awesome. We've spent hours on it. But it's an, it's an identity that people start to recognize. And that's super, super important. It's something that we work on time tirelessly all the time is to make sure that the brands out there and um, the word inclusive impactivity is very new and um, we've been looking for a tagline for a long time i have to admit i've got a dear friend of mine who was um who was a part of the special olympics who was part of all the marketing and communication uh dear friend called peter goodwin who's been absolutely superstar helping us for free um and um he's come on board and just said nick look here's some ideas so we, we, we had a good chat in the car the other day just talking about brand and brand identity. And I think sometimes it lacks here. You know what I mean? Logos, mm. how they feel, how they look, what's the perception of, obviously, visually of people's logos. I think that's super important to be, you know, companies mm. wearing them proud, make some polos, make some caps, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, live that brand for everything that you do. That's why I'm wearing a cap tonight. Mm. Yeah, no, so true, so true, amazing. Um, we did, you did answer this kind of earlier, but Sabrina's asked, many people are feeling a bit lost and defeated after lockdown and the fear of COVID-19. How do you combat these low points and get yourself back on track to achieve your goals? I mean, what you highlighted earlier, um, leaning on good people, um, obviously recognizing and being content with what you have, but anything else you can share? to help achieve your goals, get yourself back uh, Look, I, you know, our background's health. Um, I can't put a, an emphasis enough on being well. Um, mm. You know, in, in these times, um, you know, I hear some, you know, so astonishing stories from both extremes, from people um, putting on weight, because uh, it's quite easy just to, you know, to um get a takeaway eat the wrong food you know people mm. at home stressed not quite sure you know job perception at the moment you know security is is yeah, it is tough so again it's the easiest thing to do when when you can't exercise um so you know food and nutrition is is key um sleep has to be at the top of the list um and then exercise you know we we all need to move and that's why our focus during this lockdown was even for me and my son, what can we do? Because I know for him, it's good for him. He's happy. Mm. He's content. Um, even my daughter at the moment, she is a different person. You know, she's fit anyway, but we run every morning 
she's doing 3K pushing Rio. She's a different girl throughout the day. Um, just because oh. she just moved at the beginning of the day, she's come in, she's eaten well, um, she's homeschooled as well. So, you know, her, her level of concentration just ch completely changes. And I know it's, I know it's super difficult, um, but, you know, our focus is just trying to get people to move. Do anything, find something that's good for you. Um, and we kind of all realize now we can do exercise at home. We don't need a gym. <laughs> um, we can do bodyweight exercises at home, um, walking, running, as if you can, within the facility. So these are things that are really super cost effective. So for me, you know, the, the pickup has to be exercise and yeah. nutrition has to be top of the list and rest as well. Um, again, sleepless nights, you know, are just going to roll on to the next day. That's so true. I mean, you just let's not uh, forget, guys, that some of the most successful entrepreneurs and CEOs on the planet do their workout before all of you guys surface and they're on the emails at 8 a.m. after doing a workout already. So, yeah, I completely mirror that. Needs to, I'm not going to pop corn kettle black. I need to get myself up earlier these days and, and start running or doing something in the mornings because I was in a really good routine probably just before COVID hit and then just oh, everything went wrong. But, you know, amazing advice. Thank you so much. Uh, Sabrina's just said thank you. Um, we've had someone else say here saying so much compassion. We'd love to help your initiative in any way that we can. We've had someone else say, how can we support Team Manager Wolf? So I know we highlighted guys join the Wolf Pack. They're looking for volunteers. Um, but you're also looking for, you're very heavily reliant on corporate sponsorship. So, I mean, um, I think it would be really appropriate to to wind up the conversation by letting us all know how we can get in contact with you, Nick, and what we can all do to support, um, whether it's volunteer or, or sponsorship. Please let us know. Yeah, look, so thank you very much. And, you know, thank you very much for giving us the opportunity tonight. You know, the more, the more people we have the possibility to speak to, um, obviously, the better for us. Um, look, so... When it comes to Team Angel, like I said, we've grown since 2016. Uh, we set ourselves up as the non-profit with the Community Development Authority. Uh, we do have challenges, but like I said, it's given us the last six months to think and evolve from where we've been to where we are even today. So, you know, our goal at the moment is even, uh, like I said a little bit earlier, to get people individual on as members, so they become part of the Wolfpack, that contribution, and uh, not only we get some nice little merchandise and um, will obviously allow us to um, use use those funding as well to grow as, as an organization and um, we're just trying to sort that out as a mechanism like i said it's challenging we need a few more ticks in the box but like i said we've been here 22 years and i am ex-military so um <clears throat> we want to do everything by the book and do it as as required and um, as said these are the questions that we're bringing up but we know like anything in life there is a solution out there. Um, <clears throat> the other way is obviously corporate sponsorship. Um, obviously, should you get in touch through here or through teamagewolf.com um, or nick at teamagewolf.com, please uh, drop us a line and we can send you over the package. But the package can start from anything. To be totally honest with you, we've set our partner and 
um, sponsorship packages literally on time. Um, so we know there's a lot of organizations out there might obviously might not have the money at the moment, but might have product. Uh, product that's relevant to Team Angel Wolf obviously have to be health related or something that we could use. Um, so obviously there, there's, there's an entry point there. Um, the other thing, we do school talks, but obviously they're a bit on hold at the moment. So where we've gone to organizations in the past is they sponsor a school talk. So I go to a school. I've generally been doing it for free for many years. But I'm saying to an organization, if you really want to help, um, we were charging two and a half thousand dirham for a talk. We go into the school. Uh, we ask the organization if they want to come with the school's permission. And obviously we allow them to tell our story. And then we say the talk is being approved by such and such. We then do corporate talks. So corporate talks, we are now <laughs> figuring out how to do this as a as a webinar. And they're very different because normally we're up in front of, you know, from thousand people um so trying to figure out how i can tell my story online so we're hopefully we'll be doing our first one beginning of next month um so that's a great way for an organization to have an entry point into the organization and go wow we'd like to do more so for me when it comes to partnership i think like everything in life is organic you know it's building that those trust those values in a non-profit and kind of understanding who they are, what they do, and then getting involved with what we do. You know, so all those activities that we talked about, climbing the stairs, get your organization to come and climb the stairs when we're doing the pyramids at the end of the month. Brilliant. So then, you know, then there's, mm -hmm. team, then there's everything. Then for us, it's not, sponsorship is not, okay, here's a check, fantastic, we'll see you in another year. No, our goal is literally to sit down with an organization, look at their goals, when you talk about branding and um, communications, are there goals that are in line? How can we help? Are we talking about inclusion? Are we talking about team building? How can we set something out that can be tailor-made for you? So we do that as well. And then obviously we go through other levels, but we go out from beta level, um, of which we're going out to the market at the moment. And I have to admit, a challenge where we have been, and that's probably where this conversation started, is we've always done our sponsorship from the beginning of August to the end of July. Simple reason is because um, the sponsorship or racing year. So when I'm wearing brands on me, we start, I've just started race. I've got my second race with Rio this weekend. We're doing a 15K time trial. Um, ah, before we climb up the stairs, that's Saturday and that's Saturday evening. Anyway, um, so obviously that's been our season, but for most companies, we completely get it now, you know, been doing this for too long, trying to get money out of companies in the middle of the year is trying to get money as in CSR or corporate sponsorship is challenging enough as it is, but going to an organization middle of the year that everyone's going, come on me. Um, and then especially at the moment, obviously COVID, so all marketing, all CSR, that's been cut, yeah. but organizations mm -hmm. now are probably going, okay, for January, maybe we can do something. So we're bringing our sponsorship in the line with January. Um, so any organization, if they want to jump on board for the next few months, we can put together something just so it starts that relationship and then we can build from there onwards. Um, and the other thing, like I said, was volunteering. So we realized, uh, we've come to realize that people want to help as individuals and we're allowed to do this. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've got a tick in the box last week, officially. We're allowed to have volunteers. So the idea is, is to have key professionals in each part of different sectors, so branding, marketing, communication, whatever that might be, and to come on board. Um, love to commit a couple of hours per week um, to help us. 
And then what we're looking for, just as I was explaining a little bit earlier, was um, to have key people, say, for example, in branding and communication. And then we look for key individuals underneath that realm. And say, for example, a photographer. So we're doing an event at the weekend, but we have no one might not, not every photographer might be free. So we have a list of five photographers and we go to them and say, guys, look, we'd love some footage, some video, because it's brilliant, because my wife does it. And um, we'd love some professional footage like we saw from Nomad. So someone to come down, take some pics, take some videos. Um, but we realize that those five photographers, maybe one's free. Brilliant. Next, the next weekend or the next event can someone. So the idea was then to try and find someone uh, as a kind of management role to help us with that. So we've mm. got individuals within Team Angel World um, to help us, to help us grow. Um, and like I said to you earlier, that will allow us to then go into other uh, regions, uh, not only here in the Middle East, and then obviously further afield as we go forward. But we need expertise. You know, I mean, I, I'm always a firm believer, like Richard Branson always said, you know, just employ people that are better than yourself and got a better skill set. And he's right. Uh, you know, I, 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 I am so bad at so many things. If my wife came down here, the list would be endless. Um, and I'm good at a few things, not many really. Um, but, um, I, I love to surround myself by people that are inspirational, have enthusiasm. Um, and that's one thing I've always learned in life. You know, you surround yourself not only by good people, but surround yourself with people with lots of passion um, because you can get lots of things done. So they're the kind of people that we're looking for volunteering and that's kind of the, the reach out to the community. Amazing. Well, I mean, consider um, myself and my crew because obviously we have a production house called F10 also okay. available to you if you need. So okay. please consider us in this list as well if you ever have anything coming up. Uh, where we can support with we've got photographers and crew as well so yeah we'd love to honestly mate it's been an absolute pleasure having you mate Thank you. um i mean obviously please um at the end of the video just pop your details again in the description box just so people can reach out to you directly for your email and website but you know and we'll also share that nine minute version of the film um but yeah nick thank you so much really really appreciate it. have an amazing evening and just you. you're, you're one, of, one of the good ones and just keep doing what you're doing it's it's just a, an absolute honor to speak to you mate thank you thank you thank you take care we really hope you enjoyed this episode if you want to be the first to get access to our live interviews then head over to f10x.com to apply to be a part of our online community